Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, powered by StatRoute.com. And now, here's your host, Ryan Skullroot. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullroot. I am your host, doing another solo show tonight. I uh, have a couple of announcements for you. We're going to go into uh, a couple of the headlines, not a whole lot of real headline headline things for today. Uh, and then we're going to go into our review of the week with Kings and Stings and do a little bit of a preview for tomorrow's Monday night football game. Although when most of you are hearing this, it will be tonight's Monday night football game. So. All right, a couple announcements real quick. Uh, again, we want to remind you to go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Skull King Nation uh, to, support Skull, uh, to support Skull King football and, and what we've been doing here. Um, there's uh, multiple different uh, levels which you can, um, you can support us at. Uh, you know, become part of a just the the basic member. You'll become part of our Slack channel. You'll get, uh, I believe, you'll get coupons on or, or percentages off on our uh, merchandise in our merch store. Um, you can get uh, personalized advice uh, and all sorts of things. Uh, you know, again, go to Patreon.com uh, to figure out how you can support us and become part of the Skull King Nation. Number two, for all of you who are in the Play Balto Pick'em with Skull King Football. I just want to set a reminder for everyone. You need to pick your games before the Thursday night football game. You need to pick the entire week before the Thursday night football game. If you don't, the computer does really stupid things like automatically picks Miami for you. Yeah. So I had four games. I'm I am magically somehow in the lead by a point. Um, in this pick them so far after three weeks well with Monday night still to go and that's with the computer today picking Pittsburgh over San Francisco for me picking Miami over Dallas for me picking let's see there was there was two more oh picking the Colts or picking Atlanta over the Colts for me and there was one other ones oh and for picking oh, there's one other anyways so yeah there were four games that I would have picked the other way, I was going to pick Indianapolis over Atlanta. Um, uh, you know, picked San Francisco over over Pittsburgh. So yeah, there was there was that which really sucked. So um, again, if you're in that pick 'em with us, make sure you set your picks before the Thursday night football game. I have my I have an alarm now set on my phone to pick you know pick on Wednesday. So so there's that. And one more thing that we want to do is, again, we want to remind you as part of this podcast, please uh, hit that subscribe button, uh, whether you're you know watching us on, watching this uh, video on YouTube, whether you're uh, listening on uh, CastBox, Stitcher, Google Play, you're part of Anchor, which is uh, where we do our um, uh, all of our hosting from. Again, please hit that subscribe button. Leave us a rating and review. We would love to, to hear what you guys have to think of the show. Please uh, let us know, and uh, we'd really uh, appreciate that. I think that is it. Why don't we go ahead and get into today's headlines? Today's headlines. All right. Uh, getting into the headlines, this is... Uh, he just can't stay out of the news. 
Uh, Antonio Brown has officially announced that he will no longer play in the NFL. He apparently has a lawsuit now going against um, at least the Patriots. I don't know if the Oakland Raiders are part of this as well. Basically suing them for his guaranteed money. Now, I don't know all the ins and outs of what all is officially in the, in the lawsuit and don't know exactly what's going on with the contracts and everything. My original or my initial feeling or thought on this is that if the Oakland Raiders or the New England Patriots were unaware of certain things because you had not disclosed them or you had lied about it, that there was no other investigations or no other things going on, um, then your guarantees are void. You've lied to your employer on an applic- basically on an application or on a contract. So um, you know at that point, it doesn't matter. You're screwed. However, you know, again, if these uh, <laughs> Antonio Brown pointed out that, you know, um, Robert Kraft was, you know, taped in a, in a massage parlor, but was able to get his stuff thrown out. So again, we'll kind of see where all this goes. This could get really interesting, but for now, all I have to say is I told you to stay away from him this year. The drama was too much. It was just, it was getting crazy. And so luckily my brother, Justin, uh, who co-hosts with me here every once in a while, he actually was able to trade Antonio Brown. And I want to say got a receiver, got Philip Lindsay and someone else. Got three players for Antonio Brown, um, which was a phenomenal trade for him. And for all of you guys who managed to get rid of Antonio Brown and get something out of him, cheers to you. Moving on to the second story, uh, Saquon Barkley has suffered a high ankle sprain. He is uh, going in for an MRI on Monday. This sucks for all those who chose him as their number one overall pick, me included. And somehow, even with him going down, I still have a shot uh, at winning in the uh, in the listener league for um, for skulking this uh, this week. After losing the first two weeks and just absolutely getting pummeled. Even with Saquon going down, I may actually win this week. Thank you, Nicole Hardeman and Gardner Minshew. Um, so we'll kind of see uh, if you have the ability to get Wayne Gallman, that would you know, that would be good if you know if you didn't handcuff already. Not that he's a great option. Um but uh yeah, that's definitely something to watch for and we'll kind of see how that goes. Um Keep your fingers crossed and uh, keep watching the, uh, the, uh, the news to see what's going on. Uh, partially, to go along with this, uh, Daniel Jones had a phenomenal first start to his career. Um, in his first start with the New York Giants, he finishes with 336 yards passing, two touchdowns, 28 yards rushing, two more touchdowns, and shows his rookie abilities by fumbling the ball twice as well. Um, honestly, this was beyond what a lot of us were expecting. Um, I thought he could be solid and have a good and have a good game. I wasn't sure how he would perform against the the Buccaneers defense, who's been playing pretty solid themselves. Uh, but this is, I think, this is all just such a bright future for New York. Um, I am so happy 
honestly, that Daniel Jones is performing well. I liked him. You know, I've said this over and over. I liked him coming out of the draft. I thought that he had a lot of um, good things going for him and that he is going to, if not right away, he probably not right away, but eventually become a very solid quarterback. And while this is just week one, this is the first week, um, I definitely think that this is a, a solid start and could show just what this kid can do. Again, he's got to you know fix the fumbling issues. But uh, overall, a great start from, uh, from Daniel Jones going into Tampa Bay and getting the win this week. Um, one other little news story I wanted to mention, uh, Julian Edelman, a um, couple injuries actually with them, uh, with the Patriots, Julian Edelman, uh, had a chest injury, I think is what they did it. Um, they thought it was a, a rib uh, issue. Uh, they He apparently had an x-ray. There's no breaks, so that's a good sign um, for the most. Hopefully should be back next week. Uh, Josh Gordon also took a hard landing in uh, in that game against New York. Uh, the New York Jets have not heard anything else since then, so we're still kind of waiting and seeing on what's going on with Josh Gordon. All right. So that is it for the headlines. We are now going to get into our week, our weekly um, session of Kings and Stings, and we are still working on getting graphics for this. We're you know we're a little behind on that. I know we're already you know into week three of the season. Well, through week three of the season, practically. Um, we'll see if we can get that done for it. But uh, moving on, so going into the Kings and Stings again, the way that we do this is is it's the top three performers um at each position and then the stings are the 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 three worst performers and usually what we do with that is we're not gonna you know you know have a bench warmer who only got uh, one point we're not gonna use that as a sting usually what we have what we um use for for our table for that is uh they need to be owned in like 75 to 80 percent of leagues so most likely they were started as at least a at minimum of a flex play, most likely they were a you know a, a quarterback, um, a, a starting quarterback, a running back, no less than a running back two, or a, or a wide receiver two. Most likely, some of these guys well were a lot higher than that and really had crappy weeks. So here we go, starting off with the quarterback kings of the week, and it's no surprise, surprise, surprise. Our number three king of the week in the quarterback position is Patrick Mahomes, finished with another cool 374 yards and three TDs. Number two, the man that we mentioned in the headlines, Mr. Daniel Jones, second highest point total for quarterbacks this week in fantasy football. Uh, 336 yards passing, two touchdowns, four rushing attempts for 28 yards, and two more rushing touchdowns. And again, lost a uh, lost two fumbles, but did have a two-point conversion as well. Our number one king of the week, which means that the Seahawks lost, was Russell Wilson, throwing a career-high 50 or 51 passes this week, uh, 406 yards, threw for two touchdowns, ran seven times for 57 yards, and two more touchdowns. So a solid week for him, especially if you had him in DFS. This is a, a great week to have him there. Moving on to the running backs. Number three king of the running backs is Mr. Philip Lindsay. 21 rushes, 81 yards, two touchdowns, four catches for 49 yards in the passing game. 
One of the things that really helped out Philip Lindsay was the fact that uh, Royce Freeman was in and out of the game with a shoulder injury. I know that the the Broncos want to keep this as close to a 50-50 split as possible. I think the fact that Royce Freeman went out is what gave Lindsay his two um, the opportunity to have his two uh, one yard touchdowns. Um, well, again, this is something to kind of monitor. I'm not totally discounting Lindsay because he showed that he could do this last year. Again, with dealing with this new coaching staff, how are they going to continue to use Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman? And just that again, something we want to watch for and just be aware of. Uh, number two was Alvin Kamara, 16 carries for 69 yards and a touchdown, nine receptions, 92 yards and another touchdown. He was absolutely slippery in the rain today up in Seattle um, and practically single-handedly, other than, well, other than defense and special teams, single-handedly took on the Seahawks all himself. And the number one running back king of the week is Mr. Mark Ingram, 16 carries, 103 yards, three touchdowns, and also had four catches for 32 yards in the pass game moving on to the wide receiver kings this is a fun one for me to be completely honest uh cooper cup number three 12 targets 11 catches 102 receptor or receiving yards and two touchdowns number two mr keenan allen 17 targets 13 catches 183 yards and two tds Mr. Mike Evans, 15 targets, 8 catches, 190 yards, 3 touchdowns. Now, the reason I'm going to, this is fun for me, is I'm adding on um, a, a uh, honorable mention, Mr. Tyler Lockett, 14 targets, 11 catches, 154 yards, and a TD. I have two Yahoo leagues, one of which I have Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, and Cooper Cup all started for me today. In another league on Yahoo, I have Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Cooper Cup sat the bench because I had Tyler Lockett in the flex. That's how great those two leagues went for me this week. So, um, honestly, a phenomenal. I we knew I knew Mike Evans was going to get it right, um, and that they were going to get that connection back. He was sick as a dog again, throwing up on the bench in Week One. I think he finally was fully recovered. They had a short week playing in Thursday Night Football, I believe, in Week Two. Now that he's fully healthy, um, I'm definitely looking for not not necessarily you know eight for 190 and three, but you know six or seven for 100 to 120 and one. I'll you know I'll take that. So uh, moving on to our tight end kings, uh, number three will I don't know if I'll ever see him on this list again. Mr. Jordan Atkins, five targets, three catches, 73 yards and two touchdowns. Um, the the uh, Houston Texans actually had two tight ends in the top eight in scoring this week. They haven't utilized a tight end that much since C.J. Fedorowicz was playing. Um, tight end number two was Mr. Austin Hooper. Seven catches, or sorry, seven targets, six catches for 66 yards and two touchdowns. And our number one tight end king of the week, Greg Olson. Seven targets, six catches, 75 yards and two touchdowns. Justin, I, uh, Justin has a twin brother. Every once in a while, he'll you know he'll ask us for a little bit of advice for his own fantasy teams. And he actually asked us today, Greg Olson or Austin Hooper? And so we were like, Hooper. Hooper's going to have the better matchup. We you know he's we think that he he's set for a, a great game. And it turns out that Greg Olson outscored him, but it didn't really matter because he had them both anyway. So, um, 
Quick honorable mention on the tight end Kings, Mr. Darren Waller. This guy, I, they are going to target. He is going to be the monster uh, receiving, for the most part, in that Oakland offense because Derek Carr doesn't like throwing long passes, so he's going to keep dumping it off to his tight end. And Darren Waller finished with 14 targets, 13 catches, and 134 yards today. So um, big week for him. And so that is it for the Kings. We'll take a quick break here for just a second and then hop into our stings of the week and the Monday night football preview. All right, now it's time to get into our not-so-great performances of the week as far as fantasy goes. Starting it off with the QB Stings. QB number three in the Stings is Mr. Aaron Rodgers. For those of you who will remember, when I went through the game previews for this week, I told you that Aaron Rodgers, I might put him at a bottom-end QB1, but most likely I'm going to have him as a QB2. That's the way he's working in this offense. What do you know? He finishes like QB15 this week. I think I had him ranked at like QB14 or 13. Finishes with 235 yards and one touchdown passing. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, sting number two, 277 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, and a lost fumble. Again, these are guys that you know were most likely going to be started. So I think most of them are owned in like seventy percent of leagues. So these are guys that are going to be started. You know, maybe maybe a high end quarterback too in a in a multi flex in a multi QB league. So, um, and our number one QB sting of the week, Baker Mayfield, one hundred and ninety five yards passing, one TD and one interception. That Cleveland offense is not looking good. They have not been able to get it going. I. Definitely very interesting to see what happens with this team um, go moving forward. So, Moving on to our running back stings of the week. Uh, Mr. Josh Jacobs, 44 yards on 10 carries. That was it. Um, number two, Todd Gurley, 14 carries for 43 yards. I believe he actually also had... One no, he had one target, not even a catch. One target, um, and our number one sting of the week, which really helped the Saints beat the Seahawks today. Chris Carson, fifteen carries, fifty-three yards, one catch for minus two yards, and lost a fumble that was run back for a touchdown. So um, definitely not a great week for those three uh, in the running back uh, position. Moving on to our wide receiver stings, uh, we've got we've got five of them today, uh, really because three of them are you know, were just bad, and the other two are uh, kind of honorable mentions just because 
they need to be mentioned. Uh, our number three sting of the week is uh, Emmanuel Sanders, four targets, two catches for 10 yards uh, against Green Bay today. Number two, he had, after through two weeks, he had been the number one wide receiver. But I saw this coming. Mr. John Ross, six targets, two catches, 22 yards, and a lost fumble. The man has not been able to hold on to the ball since he got into the NFL the last three years. So, um, you know, whether it be drops or fumbles, he has not been able to hold on to the ball. So he is going to have he's going to continue to be that boomer bust. Uh, and our number one wide receiver sting of the week, Mr. Calvin Ridley, owned in 90% of leagues, one target, one catch for six yards. That was it from Calvin Ridley. Again, he is a wide, uh, a wide receiver three boomer bust. He may put up wide receiver one numbers here and there. Don't expect it every week. Our two honorable mentions are uh, Mr. Kenny G, Kenny Galladay for the uh, Lions today. Two catches for 17 yards on eight targets. And the, the conundrum of the year so far as far as wide receivers go, Mr. Stefan Diggs, three targets, three catches, 15 yards. Not what people were looking for out of their third-round pick um, wide receivers. So, uh, moving on to the tight end stings, uh, we have we have four simply because one of them is kind of that asterisk because it was be- due to an injury that he you know had such a bad game. At least we'll say that because he went out in the first half. Uh, our number. Th- Three, or technically our number four, uh, Mark Andrews, seven targets, three catches, 15 yards, just wasn't able, I, he wasn't fully healthy. A lot of people said he was 50-50 to even start this game. I think it was, uh, wasn't Rappaport, I want to say Adam Schefter called him 50-50 to play, um, and Rappaport said he was likely to play. Uh, just his foot never really, I don't think he was ever comfortable today, it was a really slick field with all the rain that they had in Kansas City, so... Um, I, yeah, I just don't think that he was, he was fully healthy. He should bounce back next week. Uh, our, our kind of honorable mention number three is Vance McDonald. Um, again, he went out with an injury in the first half, two targets, one catch for 10 yards. Number two tight end sting this week is Jared Cook. Uh, two targets, one catch for seven yards. And our number one tight end sting of the week, we have told you over and over, he is a tight end two. You cannot trust him to put up the numbers that he did in week one. Mr. TJ Hawkinson, four four targets, one catch for one yard. It's not that we don't think he's talented. We do. You just don't see regular, consistent production from rookie tight ends. It just doesn't happen. So... So that's it for the Kings and Stings. Uh, we hope that you don't have too many <laughs> didn't have too many on the uh, on the Sting side and had a bunch on the uh, on the King side of this uh, these lists uh, this week. Now we want to move into the preview for the Monday Night Football game. We'll go over that real quick and then uh, we'll call it a night or call it an episode. Um, here we go. Monday Night Preview: The Bears at the Redskins. Starting off with the Bears, Mr. Mitchell Trubisky is a quarterback two. He is almost a quarterback three. He is playing so bad right now. But with the Redskins defense, they have been giving up a lot of yards and touchdowns uh, to some explosive players uh, and and some explosive uh, offenses. 
for now, I still think that Trubisky is kind of that mid to low quarterback two until he proves otherwise. Uh, I have David Montgomery. It was very promising last week with the amount of work that he got. I still see him as a running back two until they kind of solidify that he is the guy and that um, Mike Davis isn't going to be taking too many carries away from him. Uh, Montgomery has, again, that running back two slash flex type of player. Uh, Tariq Cohen, in PPR, I have him as a low running back two, more that flex play in PPR. And the only kind of receiving option I really like for the Bears is Mr. Allen Robinson. I have him as a wide receiver two this week going up against the Redskins. Uh, as far as tight ends go, uh, I've, Trey Burton's been in and out whether or not he's even been healthy. And even when he was healthy, he's been inconsistent. And so far, they haven't really done a great job of getting Adam Shaheen involved in the offense. So that's why I didn't have a tight end listed. Moving on to the Redskins, Case Keenum, again, I know that he's performed really well in garbage time the last couple weeks. Uh, I still have, he's a quarterback too. I don't see him putting up a whole lot against this, for the most part, Stingy Bears defense. Um, AP, again, going up against that tough defensive front of the Chicago Bears. I have him as a running back two or three, and really only in standard. Uh, I much rather would have had uh, Frank Gore... Or Carlos Hyde, and it turns out you know both of them played semi decently. So um, AP again, I have him as RB two or a flex play in in uh, in standard only. Chris Thompson, I have as a running back two in PPR, and I'm really hoping personally, I'm hoping he doesn't have a great game because I need him to score less than 11 points in full PPR in order for me to win my matchup in the Skulking Listener League. Moving on, Vernon Davis, he's a high end tight end too. He possibly could put up. Um, tight end one numbers again. Um, I think that he is he is probably the best receiving for the most part the best receiving option and probably going to continue to be the most consistent for the Redskins. Um, and I think that again he can move up by the end of the season. I think he could be a low end tight end one for for the season. Uh, also with the news that uh, we didn't put in the headlines for some reason I don't know why. Uh, uh, Jordan Reed's career may be over. It's going to be a few more weeks before he can get back with how many concussions that he has, um, that he has sustained. Uh, it may be, it, this may be it for him. So, uh, finally, as far as the Redskins wide receivers go, the only one I want anything to do with is Mr. Terry McLaurin. I have him as a, again, a boomer bust wide receiver three. I know that he has had, um, a couple of pretty big weeks back to back. He's also had two big plays, uh, one in each week, which resulted in touchdowns. So again, that's kind of for me. That's still kind of boom or bust. So uh, again, I have him as a wide receiver three or flex, uh, but could still uh, put up a, a week that could that could help you win. So, all right, that is it for the show tonight. Again, make sure you go uh, hit that subscribe button. Whether you're, again, whether you're on Google Play, Apple, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you're at listening to this or watching this, we want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrood, and we will talk to you later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.